0: Welcome to the Skyrocket Leadership Podcast, where we discuss leadership through the lens of emotional intelligence that will help you to manage your emotions and master your life. This week, I want to talk about the importance and impact of self-perception and specifically emotional self-awareness. Hello again, my name is Mario Hood, and thank you so much for joining me for episode two of the Skyrocket Leadership Podcast. Now this week, as I just said, I wanna talk about self-perception. Self-perception is one of the five major composite scales. And remember that inside of each composite scale are three subscales. You can go back and listen to episode one for the other four major scales and subscales, but today let's zero in on the self-perception scale, and specifically emotional self-awareness. Friedman, in his book, A Failure to Nerve, defines leadership as essentially an emotional process rather than a cognitive phenomenon. And he uses the example of technology to flush out what he's talking about. And so in this case, the cognitive phenomenon equals we're all in one place via technology which means that we are connected in some fashion, but interaction is limited and measuring emotions is limited at best and non-existent at worst. Basically meaning there's no relational aspect to the situation that is occurring. Remember that leadership is all about relationship. At least that's my hypothesis and the way that our emotional processes work determine what we get out of the relationship and therefore the impact of our leadership. So let's define emotional self-awareness. From the Bar-On model, emotional self-awareness is the ability to recognize your feelings, differentiate between them, know why you're feeling these feelings, and recognize the impact your feelings have on On others around you. This can be considered the foundation for the other elements of emotional intelligence. Why? Because if you're not self-aware, you can't know what to change or when to change or why you even need to change. So emotional self-awareness is very key. Simply put, if you can't monitor it, you can't manage it. If you can't monitor it, monitor it. You can't manage it. Dr. Tasha Uric says that the opposite of self-awareness is self-delusion, where we avoid or can't see the truth about ourselves. I want to take that same concept in self-awareness and apply it to emotional self-awareness as well. This is when we deny and denounce the feelings and emotions we're experiencing as false. Let me repeat that again. Emotional self-delusion is when we deny and denounce the feelings and emotions that we are experiencing and categorize them as false. So how do we not categorize them as false? I want to suggest to you that instead of denying the emotions and denouncing them, you need to learn how to frame the emotions. Then you can monitor them and therefore manage them. So the key is figuring out how do you frame an emotion. So to frame an emotion is simply to name it. When you name it, you diffuse the energy that is coming through the emotion so that it doesn't overtake you and you can manage it. So as a leader, this is very, very important. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a CEO, whether you're an employee, whether you're an entrepreneur, if you don't know how to manage and you're not emotionally self-aware, then you can take a small problem or even a big problem and make it even bigger than what it needs to be. And so instead of denying it or denouncing it as false, you need to learn how to frame it. And that's simply by naming it. So UCLA did some research and they showed the power of verbally labeling a negative emotion. And they proved that it could help you recover control when you feel like you're not in control. Matthew Lieberman from UCLA refers to this as the effect labeling, and his fMRI brain scan research shows that this labeling of emotions appears to decrease activity in the brain's emotional centers. This dampering of the emotional brain allows the frontal lobe, your reasoning and thinking center, to have greater sway over solving the problem. So what happens is when there's an emotionally charged situation, if you're not emotionally self-aware, you don't pay attention to the emotion and you don't manage it. And therefore, you let it manage you. And instead of coming into the situation calm and collective, you allow anger or frustration to dictate the way in which you lead. And those filters don't allow you to think and reason well because your emotional brain is controlling this situation instead of your thinking and reasoning brain. Sean Webb calls this deregulation, meaning that when you can name the emotion, you deregulate the energy that is driving it and you take control by your reasoning and thinking brain. So here's three key points about being emotional harmony or emotionally hijacked. All right. So emotionally, when you're in emotional harmony, you respond. But when you're emotionally hijacked, you react. It's great not to make a decision when you're angry, mad or upset. But I want to challenge you as leaders is to know why you got that way in the first place so that you can spot it beforehand and respond in front of the issue instead of reacting from the issue. Point number two, when you're in emotional harmony, you use intuition versus when you're emotionally hijacked, you go off impulse. Good emotional self-awareness is a key component in intuitive reasoning. It's knowing oneself in the organization to the point of knowing when to listen, to be still, and listen to the small voice inside so that you know when to interact intuitively and when not to. An underdeveloped emotional self-awareness tends to undermine the effectiveness of several other emotional and social skills, and it renders us susceptible to acting on impulse under the heat of an emotion like anger since we're not aware that we are angry in the first place. So when you're in emotional harmony, you use intuition. That means you're looking at the totality of the situation, you're reading the room, you're reading the uh, emotional cues, and you're making an informed decision rather than acting off impulse Because you don't even know that the emotionally charged environment is leading you instead of you leading it. And finally, key number three, when you're in emotional harmony, you frame a situation versus when you're emotionally hijacked, you denounce it as false. So framing it gives you the ability to name it, while if you deny it and denounce it as false, you're ignoring it. While it's still there and it's still leading you, now you've lost control instead of being in control. So here's a short-term exercise that you can use. When you're in an emotionally charged environment, use the red light, yellow light, green light approach. Red light means stop, pause, think about, is this an emotionally charged environment? what is really leading me right now, my emotions or my thinking and reasoning brain? Yellow light, give yourself an option of two of how to respond. And green light, take the best route that's not emotionally charged, but emotionally self-aware about how it's impacting you and how it may impact others. So the short-term exercise, red light, green light, or red light, yellow light, green light approach. Long-term exercise, what you can do is over the next week, begin to look at your environment. Begin to take assessment of when you feel angry, when you feel upset, when you feel emotionally charged. And as you do that, write down the situations in which you felt that way. And then what you want to do is to dispute and debate why you felt that way, what put you in that state, and what is a better reaction and a better response you could have had from the response or the reaction that you did have. So take the next couple of days, take the next couple of weeks, and when you find yourself in an emotionally charged situation, you want to uh, take note of it. And then you want to take note of your emotions that you felt in that. And then you want to debate, dispute, and respond and react in a different way than you did in this situation if you didn't like the outcome. If you did like the outcome, then you want to take note. How did I get to that state? How did I make the decision that proved to be better in this situation and therefore learn how to do it in another situation? Well, once again, thank you so much for joining me for the Skyrocket Leadership Podcast where we believe that leadership is relationship. And when you understand that leadership through the lens of emotional intelligence will help you to manage your emotions and therefore you can master your life. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.